We're going to continue with our look into Ukrainian Independence Day. And one of the big stories, of course, is people leaving Ukraine, uh, seeking refuge elsewhere. A lot of them, of course, have ended up in Poland and neighboring countries. Uh, but quite a few have come here. I mean, this is a staggering statistic overall. 6.85 million is the last I checked, is the number of people who've left Ukraine since the beginning of this war. Um, about 75,000 Ukrainians or permanent residents have come here to Canada. There are many more waiting to come uh, as paperwork gets sorted out. Uh, so as the country marks Independence Day, we wanted to get a better idea of how some people are settling in. Now, Mariupol may not be a place you'd heard of much before this year. Um, that's where my next guests are from. It's in southeastern Ukraine. It's on the water. It's an industrial seaport. It's a place I spent quite a bit of time in, actually, uh, back in 2014. Uh, but it became synonymous with the brutality and destruction that we witnessed during the last six months. Um, it's not too far from the Russian border. It had been on the front lines of the existing war in Ukraine, which was being fought mostly in the Donbass, uh, that region. Um, and Mariupol, still in, under Ukrainian control, was right on the border with that. In fact, there were areas on the outskirts of the city that had been shelled repeatedly over, over time, uh, including when I was there in 2014. So it was an early target for Russian forces as they, as they laid siege to the city, cutting off supplies of food, water, electricity, forcing people into hiding. When the city was finally captured by Russia in mid-May, it was 95% destroyed. As I mentioned, I spent the time there in 2014, walked along its, walked through its parks, walked along, the, walked along the waterfront, shopped, went to the bank, ate in its restaurants, uh, witnessed some fleeing those early stages of the previous war, the first war back in 2014. So it was really hard to imagine what the city could possibly have been like under siege and what it must have been like for those who lived there, who were used to the sounds of war to some extent, used to having war on their doorstep, but not raining down on them. Well, Angelika Tetrich and Vadim Demishev uh, survived those early days of terror in Mariupol, and they made a long journey, a dangerous and daring escape uh, that brought them all the way here to Canada, to Calgary, where they are building a new life for now. And they join me now. Thank you so much for your time. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thank Hi. you. Yeah, I, I was I was saying when I was looking at the map again, just trying to figure out, um, yeah. you know, that you were staying near the theater. I stayed at the Spartak Hotel, which was right downtown. I used to walk around that area every night. So when it started, when the when the bombing started, I, I was just trying to picture where all those places were and what was happening. Um, what was your life like in Mariupol, and and what happened in those early days around the twenty fourth of February? Uh, you know, our life was really amazing because uh, we had a like normal life. Everything was really, really nice till 24 of February. Um, no one from us didn't believe that it can happen like so, so fast, like it was. And um, yes, we was there like for, since the beginning of invasion of Russian soldiers. And it was like terrible news. Like uh, every day I was thinking, is it really reality or like, I don't know. So, yeah. Vadim has a company in Mariupol. I was like a sport coach uh, till the uh, till the uh, twenty three of February. I have uh, some clients which was asking me. So, what can happen if the war is starting like soon? I said like, no way. It's it can be like no, and it happens. Yeah, because um, Vadim, I mean, when I was in Mariupol, clearly, I mean, the, the sounds of war, I mean, there was shelling on the outskirts of the city towards the Russian border. Um, you had gotten used to, I expect, to the fact that there was always some fighting going on not too far away. 
but it never felt like it was going to happen in the city. Yeah, was, we always hear something new. So when, uh, no, uh, uh, a lot of years ago when I started in Donetsk, uh, first uh, when the uh, Russian started the war, uh, we always hear some news what uh, something happened. It's really close to Mariupol. But uh, a lot of military of Ukrainian uh, stay in Mariupol, so we think it uh, uh, will be all okay. Uh, nothing happening, but uh, and people, some friends uh, call us uh, two days before the war, say the war can start it. Uh, what do you think? Maybe you go away from Mariupol. We say, oh, it's not okay. I think it's not started. We'll be always will be okay. Yeah, so always. Angelica, when it first started, uh, Angelica, rather, when it first started. I know that you took refuge. I mean, you had to flee your homes, right? And and you ended up in a in a in a shopping mall in the basement of, I think, yes. not too far from the theater that I remember from when I was there, and that I think everyone now knows from when it was when it was bombed. Um, till the um, so we stayed like uh, the war started the twenty fourth of February. First week we was in our apartments because we had all communication like for one week for first week. And we were staying at home and just watching the news. And we didn't believe that it can be like much, much worse, like soon. And uh, like second of March, yes, we moved to the basement of shopping mall. Like it was uh, inside of our house. So not so far because for in special basement for uh, like which one spe specialized Maybe. for a war was right. already full and there was no place for us and we moved to the shopping mall basement and it was not so safety because there was only one exit and like every night we were thinking if something will happen we can just like stay forever there and like impossible to go out because a lot of our neighbors was killed uh, in our backyard because of right. like some no, because you must go cook some cooking, uh, you cooking on the fire, and uh, bomb can get it. Uh, and then I was time what you don't expect this. Yeah. Now I understand that at one point, after I think it was twenty four days, almost of of staying yeah. in Mariupol, uh, you did finally find a way out. Um, yeah. And I gather. Uh, Angelica, you cycled, you bicycled out. Uh, tell me about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just like a miracle, you know, because of um, the some man, we didn't know him. He just came to our house like at uh, 21st of March. And he was thinking that he want to, uh, he will find his family, but they moved like early that he came and he said that he can take us. And it, it was really like some chance for us because we were staying there. It was impossible to go by walk um, because our car was uh, it has like low battery and uh, it was like destroyed almost. Um, and we have a great father and grandfather who can don't can walk. If we can run, right. we can something do it, yeah, but, and but they can don't, don't do it this. Yeah, right, because so your family's there, right? Yeah, he, so this man, he moved us like to the more safety place in Mariupol and he leave us and he said that you need to go. And like on the on the next, like second day after this, we moved by Volk to the next city. It's named Urzuv. 
It was mm -hmm. like 30 kilometers. It take like all day. And at evening when we came like to the some like village, uh, we found the car and the pool put all of our family members to this car. It was almost full, no place more. And we had a, one bicycle. And that's why I choose that I need to go by bicycle. It was night and uh, it was so dangerous. But I said, I can't do this because I'm a professional sportsman. No problem for right. me. But it was so, 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 so you cycled 30 kilometers behind the car. Is that right to, to get out? Uh, uh, firstly, we walked 30 kilometers. And after this right. plus 30 kilometers, some family members was in the car and I... Uh, drive by bicycle, yes. So altogether, it was around 60 kilometers oh. in a day, the same day, yeah. And, and Vadim, when, when you finally made it out, um, did you know where you were going to go? Mm, no. Like in the Cayman Resort, maybe we one week uh, think uh, what we can do it. Uh, when we go, where we go, what we do. You know, we don't know what to like. No idea. Yeah. We was not ready for this because you never mind that it, it can be so seriously like it happened. Uh, and yes, we choose the Canada because like it's safety. It's it's <laughs> yeah. so far from <laughs> from Russia and it's safety place. And we, when we came here, we, we understand that we made the right choose because it's really amazing place, especially Calgary. We loved it. It is my great pleasure to welcome Angelika Tetrich and Vadim Dimishev to the show this half hour. They are just finished talking about how they managed to flee Mariupol. You may remember uh, the city of Mariupol heavily bombarded in the early days uh, of the war in Ukraine, right through to May. The city today is 95% destroyed. Um, and, and Angelika and Vadim were talking about how they managed to get out after spending more than three weeks there, wondering where to go, what to do. Um, and they finally made it to Calgary. And I guess that's where we'll start the next half of this interview is just to talk about how you arrived there and what it was like when you first got there. What were your first impressions of your new city? Uh, we came to the, to the Calgary and uh, we found uh, our host here. Uh, his name is Mark Kozak and he helped us a lot. It's the first person that we, we really like, love, like, like a father Canadian here uh, because of, uh, yes, he showed the city and he gave understanding that people really want to help as they can because like, you know, we came without nothing, only without animals, without any clothes, any bags on our animals and we are, all, and documents, of course. So, oh, right. uh, yes. And his yeah, uh, right. father from Ukraine. <laughs> Right. Okay. So there's a bit of a, how have you found it settling in um, after all that you've been through? I can imagine that the memories of those weeks in Mariupol and what happened must be still very fresh for you. What has it been like to try to settle into a quiet, a quieter life so far away from that war? Uh, only here I was feel myself really in safety place because even when we moved to the Europe for a few days, because you, we had a flight from Germany, I didn't feel myself like it's it's really we can stay for so long and it can be safety place. No, I was thinking that we need go like we, we need move um, much far away. And only here I was start to feel myself really 
much better. And uh, yes, all these memories, of course, they stay in our heads, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's, we got uh, uh, much more better memories here and meet good people. And, and so, you have you have a, a big day coming up, a, a big yeah. memory, something that you were supposed to oh, do yeah. in Mariupol, yes. I gather you'll be doing here in Calgary. What's happening on Saturday? So we will have a wedding here in Ukrainian Orthodox Church at, at Sunday. We was planning to do this at, uh, this summer, but, you know, <laughs> everything's changed, but we didn't delay it uh, because, you know, we, yeah, we, we go on through like big, yeah it'll it'll be such a special day i guess and yet here you are in your new in your new yeah, hometown yeah, and your we, new city yeah yeah we want to start our new life with uh, like a family here in calgary and we want to create a family here yeah uh, Vadim, I, I know that you both have, I, I understand that your parents are, are, are they still in the area? Are they still in Ukraine? Mm, yeah, all our parents in Ukraine, uh, we, from Mariupol, go, my parents uh, go to Mother uh, Angelica, live closer to Kiev, and uh, now we uh, wait, yeah, waiting, yes. waiting the visas and uh, they go to here. Yeah, we already rent a house for them. We're waiting for them. We are thinking that they will come for our wedding day, but they're still waiting for a visa. But yeah, a lot of people apply for this visa, so we can understand why it's, why yeah, it's, it's for tough. some. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to celebrate when they all arrive, right? When you have oh, yeah. be able yeah, to have sure. a, a second wedding day, sort of. Yeah. Um, I always ask, you know, I've spoken to lots of people who've left Ukraine and so many of them, especially those who are still very close by, so many of them talk about wanting to go back. You know, one day we'll go back. One day we'll go uh, back. Would you like to, do you, do you think about going back or is that, is, is that not something you're thinking of right now? Uh, only maybe for a visit because uh, for me, like this country and city, um, I feel myself already like it at home. Everywhere I can see like some super Ukrainian flags, a lot of Ukrainian people, and like we, no way for us go back because we lost our house in Mariupol. So um, yeah, we want to stay here, get a permanent residence, citizenship, like whatever, and stay here. Yeah. Yeah. And what have you been doing? I mean, how have you been settling in? What what does a day look like? Are you are you taking English classes? Are you starting trying to figure out how to start a business? Are you do you want to do what you did back in Mariupol in in Calgary too? Um, yes. When we came, we start um, our um, like employment skills uh, trainings. It was our first training here. Then it was English classes in Bow Valley. And uh, in the first, in the end of first month, uh, being in here in Calgary, we start to work. Vadim has a like similar job. Uh, he working in a solar plants installation company because he has a company in Mariupol, like also with the solar panels. He was like an owner, right. but yeah, he, he, he need to start like a worker and it's okay, of course. And also for me, I, I found a job like, very close to my profession, like I'm a sport coach and I found some position in a state wellness center. So, 
yeah, we found well, I mean, some place for us here. So you 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 found you found a new home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Vadim and Angelica, thank you so much for your time. I wish you the happiest of wedding days. Congratulations. Thank and you so uh, much. yeah, I, I, yeah, I look forward to uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again at some point uh, when you can tell us a bit more about maybe your first year in Canada, for instance. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye, bye now.